0: going to have a crack yes you know oh i think
1: Welcome to Filthy Shamble, Season Three, Episode Eleven. I am joined by Dan. Dan, welcome back again, mate. Thank you, mate. Um, how are you doing? You're are you feeling a little bit better since since last uh, week? Oh, do do I do I spend the, the next ten minutes ranting about about having the flu or a cold or whatever? I don't want know. Have you said have you said have, you said have you said enough about it in group chats and Twitter? Pro- and all that probably. Stuff. I I I mean. It is. It is to, to apologize to any patrons listening as well, because I had blogs drafted. I had like a, a, a solo pod semi-recorded. I had to be in everything um, because I've not been well. And the only thing that's actually kind of pulled me through this is is Tottenham. It would have been doubly worse if Spurs were absolutely dog shit o- over the weekend, but that doesn't that doesn't seem, seem to be a thing that we do anymore under Ange Postacoglu. And uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to catch up with a lot of things that I have not been able to catch up on, whether it's been on Twitter or Patreon or wherever else. So glad to have you, Dan, because I want to dive into um, into the Burnley result. I think we need to look back at the transfer window and, and a couple of conversations around that and a few things that have happened since and mm-hmm. a couple of other things that are cooking. It's International Week. It's... it's uh, usually it's boring international week I mean it's boring for me generally at the minute because of this sodding illness but uh, i I almost wish there was no international week because it just stops us from seeing more Ball. um but uh, let's actually start on 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 Burnley like when we went one nil down did you start thinking oh fuck this this isn't as good as we think it's going to be <laughs> <laughs> no i was round um I was around a Gunner's house actually oh, which, God. which um,
0: unfortunately is uh, um, gonna like, probably like my future brother in brother in law. So um yeah that was that was that was interesting. But he's, he's a right.
1: title. It's just yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. words. It doesn't mean that you have to love the guy. No, or, or, do you know or, what
0: though? He's he's actually like well alright about it, or he's never in your face. Like if they beat us and stuff, he's, he's he's one of those just normal people who's just quite magnanimous whenever something happens.
1: And you think fair enough. Like I can I can on a level. It's actually disturbing to some, this though, when they do that because they're meant. Yeah, to, like, <laughs> are meant to be hateful. You're not meant to be. You're not meant, You're not meant to be a nice guy when you when you're a gooner. We're meant to hate nah. you. Don't make us like you. Yeah, it's always a weird one.
0: But no, so I was watching it around his house and it, I was I was sort of just, just chatting away and then he had it on in the background if, and then obviously I just paid attention to it more and more as the game went on. And when that went in, I just went, oh for fuck's sake, and just laughed as I said it and just thought, oh well, at least that's early, we've got the rest of the game. I generally weren't fussed whatsoever because I thought, right, well, we've started slow, but you know i'm confident that we'll pick it up we'll keep go- we'll keep going i was just sort of like at first i think i was saying it with you know fingers crossed type thing because i was hoping for not another repeat of the fuller performance but in the mm. end i was like we can't get that again because you you've got all of that the, st- the main starting 11 back basically so yeah. you just think it, and and it did didn't it it just completely clicked into place so after that first goal like we, it's like it's like we just hulked and then just went after them. Like we just didn't stop. We literally like there. There's a brilliant thing that um that's been. That I think a couple of pods have mentioned it. Um, and it was basically just around. Um, I think you actually sent me it, and it's a brilliant sort of like thing that, that some Celtic fans put up on like the Reddit, the Spurs Reddit, I think. And it's just oh, yeah. that little. Yeah. I won't go through the whole thing, but there's just that one bit where you sit there and say, "Please stop! They're dead already." Sort of win like it's that mm. sort of thing that you get and that's that's literally what it's so perfectly timed that because that's literally what it felt like against Burnley where we just kept going and uh yeah it was class to watch
1: yeah but this is I mean I guess this is uh this is what we know and and now expect from uh the the, the kind of evolution of of Ange ball. I mean, I mean, we call it Ange ball. I mean, it's just, it's just a bit of a meme, isn't it? I mean, we know that the football has a relentless uh, press and energy to it. And it is about playing and possession and passing and attacking. And just, and just, just basically, if you have the ball at feet, then you're pretty much going to control the narrative in those moments. And so you're not going to have the ball at feet for the entire 90 minutes, quite obviously and and I guess the real test is what happens when other teams who are extremely good at passing and playing quickly you know what they do with the ball in possession when they're coming at us that's where i think spurs will probably get hurt in in the coming weeks here and there and it, and it's just that it's just a way for us to understand how we need to grow and improve and whatever else but for the moment Regardless of the opposition, regardless of whether people think that we have been fortunate to play the teams that we've played so far, you can't discredit anything that we've actually seen. And 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 one of one of the things um, is is something that you've just highlighted there is that you know you kind of go one 0 down, and yeah, I playfully thought, "Oh, hello, here we go again." But in the back of my mind, it was well, okay, you know, we've got the rest of the game to to to. Uh, to get back into it, and there's no doubt that knowing how this team plays that we're going to do exactly that, and we didn't just do exactly that, we you know, to quote you again, and to quote The the, the Simpsons, where I think it's from, from, you know, yeah, they were literally dead we kept kept pulling them out of shallow grave, and, and, and Slapping them about a bit more and then chucking them back in again—that's quite a morbid analogy, actually. Um, <laughs> but it, but but you know, Burnley, you know, yeah, Burnley with, with company. If you want to go back to the summer where we were desperately throwing ourselves at everybody, you know, slot slot yeah. w- was the answer. Uh, uh, Nagelsman was the answer. Um, obviously, company was was the hipster choice. And you know, no doubt he plays really good football, but it, it was quite a nice. Little twist, you know, to 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 kind of to kind of dish out the wallops to Burnley, really, mm-hmm. um, in, in in with the type of style. I mean, what was your favourite thing about that performance? Was it the way that we came back, or the way that we would not stop having gone three one up, four one up? I think the way that we grew in
0: confidence as we were scoring more goals. So the more we were scoring, the I think just more. Um, expressive we were becoming in some of our play like some of the stuff they were doing like there was a I think it was the passage of play before Sons I think it was his hat trick goal before his hat before his third goal that obviously Porro puts a quality ball through to him doesn't he Mm. Like it's just ridiculous no one's really talking about that pass that much it's like if Trent Alexander-Arnold had done that from right back everyone would be waxing lyrical about it for fucking like half a year wouldn't they Mm. but 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 it was just before he got the ball. There was a bit where Madison was just knocking it about with a few people, like between a doggy and Van Der Ven, and then he just literally he just he sort of passes and moves, fires it at Sar. Saar literally all he does is just touch it and leave it to the side for Madison to to take again. Who just because he's continued his run has just smacked that through to Porro. It's just it's just we we wouldn't have like seen anything remotely that sort of dynamic last season. Like it was just so good to watch us like playing in that sort of expressive way, um, it's
1: and I think so every easy, I'll think,
0: yeah, yeah. I just think everyone had a good game ultimately as well. Like I don't think there was a bad performer out there again. I saw I heard some mad stat as well, right? That apparently like of all the fouls that Spurs have given away in the first four games, neither Romero or Van der Ven have given away a foul. Wow, that's incredible, right? Like Romero especially. He's not even. He's not been. People are saying he's not been booked yet. He ain't even made a foul
1: on anyone. I mean that. It, it, I mean this is an interesting thing to actually just uh, just to kind of break off from the main discussion about about dishing out those wallops to Burnley. Like we were really worried about the defence at the beginning of the season and in in the summer, right? It was it was there was so much so much focus on we need three centre backs. We need, and you know arguably we we kind of do need cover. We will get to that later in the transfer mm-hmm. section, but. The the impressive thing is how quickly, as a unit and as a team, that 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 we've 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 I'm not going to say we we've, we've fixed our defensive frailties, but we're we, we're looking more than competent, competent. Like we're we're people know what they're, they're they're accountable and people know what their responsibilities are at the back, and everything seems to mm. work with fluidity and the way the the full backs invert and and whatever else the way the midfield supports and the way the defense supports and and the getting and the getting to attacking position. so it, you know this is again it's really early in 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 Ange's tenure and you know you expect a lot of things to change between now and maybe this time next year um you know, we don't have a lot of negatives to to kind of pluck out for the conversation. So, you know, we can worry about them if if they do care to uh invade our our space. But for the minute, there's there's very little to to, to criticize. Dan, I, I'm, I'm you know, I really enjoyed the Burnley game because because of the way we just elevated ourselves and we grew in confidence and there was swagger and the ease. You know. Um, The manner in which we were scoring, it was just so easy from, you know, all different types of goals, you know, the movement, you know, we're scoring from not just one player. I mean, fair enough, Sonny got a hat-trick playing Mm. up front. But it's – everything's a bit more agile. Everything's a bit more flexible. Everything's a bit more expansive. And this isn't a dig at all at Harry Kane, quite obviously. It's not a dig at Harry Kane. But it's more of a celebration in how quickly the players have – Responded to um, Postacoglu uh, mm. again. Not to say that I am looking to book an open bus parade, you know, for the end of the season. You know, lifting mm. the Premier League title and the rest of it. You know, I get it. We're gonna have bad days. I'm fully prepared for those bad days. Hopefully that they don't come in this month. But yeah, it's at some point we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna have. Are weaknesses showcased, and and that would be a good thing. I think you know you want to go back to the Fulham game. I think that's probably you know what what positives can you pull out of that? But the one that you could is that Ange has kind of learned the the the, the how valuable it is at the minute with the team that he's got that you can't rely on fringe players and yeah. you have to retain momentum. So, um. Another one to pull out of Fulham one though. You just
0: yeah, mentioned yeah. there positives to pull out of that. You obviously Richarlison scored and and didn't play at the weekend or didn't start. Um, apparently he had a niggle, so I'm curious to think. I'm curious as to whether you think he would have actually started if he didn't have that niggle, based mm. on Son's performance. And it's hard to tell, right? That's a really hard one to answer because it's like, yeah. would, would we have still scored those goals had you know Son still been on the pitch and Richarlison just started through the middle, or you know, or would we have perhaps one but by a a,
1: a tighter scoreline it's hard to say right do you know what's really difficult at the moment and it's uh, and again i really want richie to succeed and i and yeah. i think he he's, he's more than capable of scoring and looking confident and looking looking natural in that moment uh, you know you and you kind of look at his nemesis antonio the way he scores for, for has been scoring for west ham this season and mm. when i've seen antonio do it and i've seen obviously sonny do what he what he did to to burnley I'm kind of thinking that I've not seen Richarlison in those positions to start yeah. off with. To yeah. I've not seen him in a position where he can look up and he can try and, you know, just pass the ball in or thump it in or or, or whatever. He's not really been in that position. Now, I don't know whether that's because of the prior games and tactics and, and, and you know positioning and whatever else. Or whether he's still living inside his own head with, with everything. I just don't think he's got people looking for him because you, you look at Son's goals at the weekend, every
0: single one of them was like a direct assist, right? It wasn't like mm. he was just jumping on the end of a bit of scrappy play. Like yeah, exactly. he got like two direct assists from Solomon, who sort of like dribbled well with the ball, looked inside, passed across to Son, scored. And then the other one, Porro, looked for the run, Son made the run, found him, goal. And we've just not. And Richie, the only time he's had any sort of service this season was in that Fulham game when Perisic came on or started. I can't remember. I think he might have. Mm-hmm. I think he might have started. I can't really remember now. But Perisic was the one who assisted him in the second half of that Fulham game, right? And you think, you if you're going to play with Charleston through the middle, you get. You, I think you have to have people on the pitch who are going to be willing to provide for him. And I don't think that Son and Kulosevsky are the players to do that and that's not to say that they're bad players because they're certainly not but I think that it's just that that's just not what they're looking to do so maybe that's something that's going to take time that they need, that needs to happen with like you know as they're continuing to get used to the system like maybe some needs to be someone who is able to get more crosses into the box rather than just looking to maybe cut in and Get it onto his right and either shoot or do the cut back all the time or the easy pass, right? And the same thing to decky I think he's always looking to go on his left foot. Yeah. That yeah, we said definitely. last week that it's just become a bit of a one trick thing. That's easier for people to read. He doesn't lose it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. we're not, we're not providing that service for Richarlison. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something that Brennan Johnson will do. Um, who's obviously like you know going to be not going to be. We're not going to see him until the Sheffield game. would inter- I don't think he'll start. I think he'll still start Kulusevski on the right. Um, but I think that, like you know, it's it's good that we've got options there at least. Where different strikers will need different personnel around them. It's not. It's just as long as that personnel is always quality,
1: right? And I, th- I think as well the way the Postacoglu's coaching and just uh, um kind of formation works is that you know you don't you don't you don't you don't need like for like. You know they don't have to be exactly the same type types of players. I mean they, they no, need the course. same traits. So. Maybe that is what likes a lot like for like is. You no, know, but they've got the to be instance, involved, but...
0: though, in just in different. I suppose, like, you're not going to get the same. If you're expecting. I mean, Andrew, listen, I think if you were to speak to Ange and ask him, do you expect Richarlison to be able to do everything that Son can do? And he'll say no. And the same yeah. for Son. Like, we know yeah. Son's just not very good with his back to goal. And that's mm. something that Richarlison's a lot better at. But it's then. I think Richardson's been doing the first bit. Do you know what I mean? Like the back, he can hold the ball up and move it on, but it's then yeah. making the run and getting on the end of something yeah, that we're not exactly.
1: seeing yet. And, and I think I think it probably, you know, football is such a fascinating um, sport. Like, so, I mean, all sport is fascinating on a psychological level. You know, you can have the most talented of, of players, and they just. To hit a patch when nothing comes off nothing works um and you are thinking well they're the, they're the same player they haven't got an injury they they're physically meant well you think mentally you know what they're capable of doing so why are they're not reaching those, those 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 kind of heights yeah. in the moment and it just comes down to to momentum personal momentum confidence and you know you end up scoring um especially if you score something that is just pure instinct which a lot you know strikers rely on that I'm, I'm, I know you play football. I think most people listening to listening to this have pro, probably played football at some level. And sometimes you score a, a proper weldy and you're you're walking away and you're thinking, how how did I do that exactly? Yeah. Like what took me over to to bring the ball down the way I did and swivel to one side and turn the defender? He's going the other way, and then I'm I'm. Sm- it, it's sometimes it's just an instinct and. We know he's capable of scoring. He, he scored for Everton. Yeah, he's not prolific. He's not Harry Kane. Not expecting him to be. He's not Sonny either. Not expecting him to be. We just need something to go off his bum or, or whatever. Just just say so he's scored. I know he scored against Fulham, but we just need him to score. Um actually we we don't need one off the bum. We need we, we need we need a worldie off him. And then, you know, his chest goes up and then there's a bit more consistency and a bit more of 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 a, of a, of a, a relaxed uh, Richarlison, you know everybody. Yeah, he sports, else. He scored some good goals last season, though, didn't he? Like they were ruled out, yeah. narrow off sides, and you
0: think, well, one of them counts, and all of a sudden, like, like he's he's in. Do you know what I mean? That he's volley, already.
1: that volley against, I want to say Marseille. Uh, there was a volley that he hit the uh, the woodwork.
0: Nah, yeah, that was that was a uh, Fulham at home because oh, he had Fulham? a goal ruled. Yeah, he had a That's goal it. ruled out That's offside yeah, in that of game. It was. And yeah. then he he had another one that he smacked off the post and that would have been an unbelievable goal. Yeah. And then there was yeah. the one against Forrest. Fuck me, the one at Forrest at home where he's just like drilled it near post, top corner. Like unbelievable finish. And he was literally like just like a nipple offside. It was ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Richie is is uh, Richie Richie needs to uh, to obviously improve and, and we we'll just, just have keep to go in though running. as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's, and he's definitely got that in him. Uh, he's obviously away with Brazil at the minute. Uh, maybe that would just give him a little bit of a, a reset. Yeah. Look, we can go through most plays. By the way, I think um, you, you mentioned Perisic. I think he did come on as a sub. Uh, <clears throat> there you go. Excuse me. In, in the game. You know, Spurs at the minute, you know, the thing that I love and the thing that we, I think most podcasts and most supporters, to be fair, are talking about is how much the, the team resonates. You know, that, that we we've gone from really <laughs> hating Tottenham and 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 hating having to watch Tottenham and and hating a lot of the players to to now looking at the team and just kind of reveling in in you know the the partnership between Mickey van der Venn and Romero and obviously you know against Burnley we had all three captains score you know uh, Destiny is and and and, and saw continue to just be revelations. They just look so comfortable on the ball, so accomplished, so early. Basuma is uh, an absolute silk machine. Solomon though has got to be the, the surprise package. Perhaps two assists looked really useful. And yeah, I know people are gonna piss on the parade. It's only Burnley away or whatever. Be interesting to see how many. Big teams get turned over by Burnley uh, this season at uh, Turf Moor, but your thoughts on 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 Manor? Yeah, I, a performance I think he needed after the Fulham game because
0: he weren't very good in Fulham, and lots of them weren't good against Fulham. Let's be real; like I don't think that was a real. We, we've we've said it a thousand times; don't need to go over it. You make that many changes, and you are not going to look yeah. cohesive and cut them yeah. together, right? But exactly. when you've then when he then was put into the starting eleven, I thought, okay could be a bit of decent man management here you're giving someone a chance now all of a sudden when you've got much better players around him and I think he excelled like I think he, he's definitely got confidence on the ball it's a bit like I think the comparison has been made to Lucas Mora in terms of the ability to dribble and Mora was always a good dribbler but would eventually run himself into trouble whereas mm-hmm. if this guy has that but is able to kind of release the ball when he needs to be able to which he looks to be able to do he doesn't look like someone who just wants to go all the way on his own all the time which is what I was kind of worried
1: about you liked his weighted pass, right? I mean, he had, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, he had the, 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 the presence of mind to, to stop and just play the simple ball back to Son. Do you know what I mean? And Son's obviously a wonderful death uh, chip. Uh, for, yeah. For that, for that equalizer. They were both um, good
0: assists for different reasons. Cause that one, mm. he, he, he had to kind of like slow himself up and time the pass to make sure Son weren't offside. And then, the other one he just he just knew that son was going to be running onto this ball and son for his second goal didn't even break stride and he just like just hit it, as i say just took it in his stride right foot first time and they both looked really good like you know spots and assists from solomon so if he keeps that up i think he'll get more i think he'll get more appearances against maybe that type hmm. of opposition i don't think he'll necessarily be starting against the likes of city and arsenal this yeah, season no, yet maybe but I think we could expect to see him, perhaps, you know, Sheffield United in a couple in a couple of weeks or whenever. So, yeah, I, who, I, I, I like him.
1: Who else uh, stood out for you? Was there anything else that you you kind of you, you kind of took away from that game? Because because again, I know it's like what what day is it today? It's like Wednesday yeah. Some people so, um, might be listening to this on Thursday. So I'm conscious that everybody, not that anyone's bored about talking about Spurs and Andrew <laughs> at the minute, but um, yeah. anything else that stood out for you, mate. I think a doggy, just again,
0: like, I don't understand, like, again, where the, the, he's randomly going to start getting talked about a lot, probably, but probably about six months into the season when he's already putting in, like, I think he's already, like, he, up, he must be up there as, like, the best left-back in the league at this point, right? Like, his performances have just been so good, and he looks so comfortable with either being in the middle of the pitch or, you know, I mean, Gary Neville can just, like, do one with all of that analysis around our inverted full-backs not being suited to can't play on the half turn and all that. If you just watch a doggy play, he just looks like a quality footballer, like in whatever position you were going to put him in on the pitch. He can beat people. He's got good ability to put, he's got pace. You know, he's got, he picks out good passes. Mm -hmm. He knows when to go and when not to like, yeah, I just, I just think he's for a 20 year old. He just looks so, you know, well suited to the premier league as well, which is, you know, I think it's been a a, a really pleasant kind of surprise because we all, were kind of maybe like looking at him when he was out on loan last season and thinking, "God, we could really fucking do with him," but then also had that sort of worry of, "Yeah, but is he going to be
1: one that comes to England and not actually be all that?" To Whereas be fair, that, mate, those fears
0: are kind of like erased at this
1: point, aren't they? Yeah, to be fair, like you know, having terrorist Conte, um, you know, it's managing him last season, him, wouldn't he? like yeah, <laughs> it, I don't think it would have been it would have been good, but I mean. Yeah. You know, not not to keep looking to the to the past. I mean, what happened happened. It's done. We're moving on. Yeah. Conte wasn't a terrorist. He was just not a very good man manager. He had a so. shit
0: look. He had a shit year as well. We've we we he we had a terrible this year in last yeah. season. We did acknowledge it as well. So it's we like, did. you know, it is what it is. But banter um, aside,
1: it, it was he lost three people that were very close to him. <laughs> T- Tottenham yeah, was. I mean, the thing is, it, it, we kind of we. In 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 moments, we kind of push that aside and forget about it. And and the 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 the, the squad was rocked as well, you know. And just generally, just the whole relationship between uh, club and manager and the supporters. Oh, it was dis- there was a disconnect everywhere, wasn't Massive there last disconnect. season? It, it just disconnect.
0: like it just like everyone stopped giving a shit by February. Let's be honest, right? Like we just wanted to, we just didn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, and then the only other geezer uh, I wanted to give a, sh- a shout to no. for the burning games Van der Ven, like, mate. Mickey. His performances, like you know, when you just think, like it's good. I, w- I was really happy for him. He's been called up for, for the first time to uh, to the Netherlands, right, the, the, the first team. And you think he's he's literally just been here for like four four Premier League games plus a League Cup performance, and he's already got like a recognition and like a call up to like the Netherlands. And you think. Look at some of the centre halves that, that Holland have that, that 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 you would think would normally probably be ahead of him. Like you've got Van Dijk, you've got delict uh There's one other. There's I was going to say that Anderson, but I don't know if he's Dutch or if he's Danish. Or he's probably Danish. Now that I've said that, or Norwegian, but he's definitely Scandinavian. But um, the, case, the the set, that's the Palace centre back that I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. But um but yeah like i was just really happy that he got that because i think he i think he deserves it i think he's been one of the sort of better defenders in the league as i say he's not made a, he's not committed a foul yet but for someone so big he just looks like you know really comfortable on the ball he's clearly rapid as well um yeah just it's just good when you see these people that come in that you're sort of you, you we're pinning a lot of hope we were pinning lots of hope on him right like the centre back signings were the most important part of our summer and he was the mm. only one of starting quality to come through. We spent decent money on him, like 40-odd million quid. And you think, there's a lot of pressure on this lad. And obviously, some of them don't really care or take on any of that pressure because they just look at him and think, well, I'm not deciding my transfer fee and all the rest of it. I'm just going to play my football. And he just looks like he's doing that. So um, we we really needed him to step up and, he, and he's done that. So, um, yeah, fair play.
1: Anderson is Danish.
0: Danish, there you go. Well, um, I was right. I was right. One out of four of the countries that I said then they all look the
1: same. <laughs> Seriously, they're a be- they're beautiful people. That wasn't racist, that was yeah. just me saying uh, again, uh, very jealous of their Viking ish looks. Although, if you know Mark Nesbitt of The Fighting Cock, yeah, that's when Vikings go oh, slightly yeah. I'll, wrong I'll in, in the lab. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right, let's. Uh, Let's just quickly. I mean, we can't we can't go more than like twenty minutes really without mentioning the man Ange Postacoglu. Like, uh, obviously, international break. um, We get distracted, hoping that our players don't get injured. Obviously, we don't get any Postacoglu press conferences. So far, it's not been a bad start, has it? I mean, you know, the points. I mean, there's this there's this fetish going on on social media at the minute where people keep comparing our start to. Our, together, our togetherness, our togetherness, the start to the season, the points, mm. or whatever. And it's like, well, we had the same amount of points this time last year under Conte, and yeah. the togetherness under the 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 the, the fat Archie was obviously the most prime uh, togetherness we've had. And we uh, we've in my experience uh, at Spurs since the eighties, since eighty seven, even though we've we had the Redknapp team and and one yeah. two, and the Martin Yeo team, I just thought that particular fat Archie team was was just that was, the, that, was it, it? Like, that was yeah. that was just like for for a few
0: for a good few years from should have won bottom, the that was just you un- should have won it yeah um, totally.
1: and obviously we're all getting very excited about what we're seeing at the minute i think deep down it is tongue-in-cheek because we're spurs fans we know how to self-deprecate a little bit um i know a lot prefer to self-loathe but you know whatever uh, it's kind on. of it's tongue-in-cheek
0: but you're kind of like it it kind of isn't at the same time, though, because you almost don't know what to think, right? Because everyone tries to second-guess themselves constantly. Well, I know I do, because it's like you, you, don't, you almost like, don't want to go too far into something because it can all change very quickly, and we know what football's like. But it does just look, all look very good. It doesn't look lucky, is my point. Do you know what I mean? Like We're coming yeah. up against decent sides and looking very, very, very good at the moment. Um the Fulham the game was is. obviously an anomaly, an anomaly but yeah. at the same time it wasn't our first team by any stretch it was literally nine exactly. changes so like what whatever but
1: You've got to enjoy it Dan I think there's there's a lot there's a lot and again I think this is just a modern phenomenon and I'm not saying people weren't miserable pre social media and and smartphones I believe me I I, re- I remember going to games back in the day before all-seater stadiums. And people moaned. They still moaned and scapegoated and whether you were in the pub or in the terraces. Uh, But I think it's amplified and magnified whatever to the point where it's just a sport now. It's a a lifestyle choice to not want to enjoy something because of the fear of or the prediction of it failing. So it's this this attitude that, that supporters have where... It's like, well, we're not going to win anything, so what's the point? It's like, well, the point is to live every second and enjoy every moment. And if your team can give you that, depending on the team that you support and the, the type of fan base that you have, you know, Spurs are very simple in that we just want what we've got at the minute. You saw it at the United game, you know, the reaction, you've seen it in, in the other games. That is is a fun, fundamental part of the experience is just to feel that connection and to feel that there's hope and belief. And it doesn't ultimately it doesn't matter if it doesn't happen because you can't control that. Not, you know, very few teams like a tiny percentage of football teams get to win things. It's, you know, you can you can call Tottenham a banter club, but we're actually always more or less in the conversation, even though we're uninvited and 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 that I'm not saying that's great and we should settle for that we should definitely not settle for that and that's mm. probably you know the 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 main issue people have with with the owners that so we're not pushing further because we have that potential but my point being back to the fundamentals you just want to love your football team and love going to the games and and, and thus far, Poster has delivered what the Celtic supporters have been predicting and, and been telling us that you're going to fall in love with him as a person. Then you're going to fall in love with what he expects from the players in terms of energy levels and commitment and application. And then you're going to fall in love with the the actual stylings of the football. And then you're going to fall in love with winning. And then with that comes the pressure of sustaining the win. So, um I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm chuffed, and, and obviously, uh, you know, we've got some big, big games. We we'll get to that momentarily uh, coming up. Um, so you, obviously, we've got nothing bad to say about Postacoglu thus far. But the only thing I will say is, he's at some point, the media need to fuck off with it with their with their, with their with the, some of the things that they bring up to him. It's almost like, hey, it's Postacoglu. Let's make him a little bit angry and he'll say something funny and then he'll say mate and everyone will start laughing and let's mention Robbie Williams and let's mention podcasts and all this. <laughs> You know, do you know what I mean? It's a bit like it's it leans into this Spurs of Fun type of um and Flav has been moaning about this and and, and I, I can't I can't disagree with it. Like we're we're looked upon in in a bit of a patronizing way and I, and I think already Ange it isn't you know he's a bit bored of that. He's a bit fed up of that. You know, at some point we're going to become serious contenders, hopefully. And it'd be interesting to see how he's then spoken to and how Spurs yeah. are then treated by the media. I don't. I probably
0: don't have the same eye for like the media, you know, side of things as that you two do. Like I've, I've not really paid that much attention to that side. So it's probably something I've missed, to be honest. But the only thing I saw was that I think. I can't remember what it was that he was replying to, but he basically said like that's the most backhanded comment I think I've ever received like when he said something like
1: I remember that yeah
0: oh, what was it,
1: it, it was, There was something it was it, it was to do i'm I'm, I'm not gonna'm gonna forget what it is now but it was <laughs> it was to do with uh the fact that he had not won anything that was it was something to do with what he had achieved right um, so it was almost like you, you're at Tottenham, you're at this big club, but Tottenham don't win anything, and you've kind of like, yeah, I've, I'm butchering it, mate, but I, I I do remember his face and and he's the way that he laughs at them asking the question, like he's I almost like r- saying, "Are you taking the piss? Do you know what yeah. you're doing here by asking me?" I sort of get what you mean, like in the sense that
0: they don't, we don't want to. It's much better. I'd much prefer what we're going through now with him being asked in the Crest conferences to what fucking shit show we were watching last season when it was just always, when are you leaving? When are you leaving? When are you leaving? Whereas this is all a bit more fun to watch, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like you say, I don't want us to be this club where I'll oh bless them, look at them like all looking really happy, giving it a go type
1: thing. Like I don't want that sort of patronizing view of us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and let's let's let's, let's, let let's, let Ange do the coaching and Tottenham do the talking on the pitch. And yeah. let's 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 shift. Um we won't break down the transfer window in, in any great detail. We we've been doing that week on week to be fair, but I just wanted mm. um uh your thoughts on whether we had a good window. I know Charlie um help me out Eccle here. Share. Eccles, Charlie Eccleshire, who does a lot of Tottenham, boy, well, does a hell of a lot of Tottenham coverage, was getting abuse on, on social media. Surprise, surprise. Um, because he, he, I think he criticised the window. Obviously, yeah. people, depending on how they look at things, I know our very own Adam Nathan wasn't very happy. I think generally people on deadline day have these monumental breakdowns. Um, it, it's just such a weird day. It's like everything has to happen on this day. And some of the arguments I agree with, why hasn't the work been done in due course? Why haven't we signed Johnson two or three weeks earlier? Why do we need to wait until the last day to sign him? And I tapped out of all this a long time ago, but I kind of got pulled back into it recently because I am sitting there thinking, are we going to buy another centre-back? Are we going to, mm. you know, mm. what business are we going to do? I'm really happy with Johnson. I think it's it's a fantastic signing. And I think it's probably... Yeah. It's probably been understated by the Spurs fans because the, our expectations are so high. Um, I also like the fact that we're going to be using Ashley Phillips. I don't know if that's desperation, but I think it also shows a bit of bravery in the type of team we want to be. Perhaps a team that will evolve into um, into something bigger and better over, over the next year or two. But what were your thoughts, uh, transfer window, deadline day, um, uh, heroics? Yeah, so I mean, just on just t- picking up on a couple of the things that you said there,
0: um, I agree. Uh, Brennan Johnson getting that one over the line, really happy with. It's a decent fee as well when you think about it. Like we paid good, pretty good money for him to Forest. Um, they'll be delighted that they've got that. Obviously. Um, in terms of why it has to, you know, take until deadline day, it's just one of them things, isn't it? I, the, the amount of clubs—did you realise how busy it was on the last two days of the transfer window? Like there were so many clubs doing business, it was unbelievable. Like I was following it constantly because it was actually quite exciting to watch to see who's going to be going where. Um, and we were obviously getting linked with a few bits here and there, but you just don't. It, it. I think it just shows that it's not a case of just us. Just leaving things until the last minute on purpose, but I know people will have this trope of well, if we leave it to the last minute, we can offer less. We'll offer less money to try and cheap out, which I don't think is the case. There's just a lot of pieces that are in play when it comes to this sort of stuff. Like it's because it's all a domino effect, isn't it? When one goes, yeah. then then a lot more can start going within that particular sequence. Like for instance, we couldn't shift Hojbjerg because and because uh, to Fulham because Paulinia his move to Bayern Munich fell through like it's just things like that that just obviously take place right you just you know it is what it is and you just got to sort of get a bit lucky a little bit sometimes because you can't completely plan for everything you want to happen especially when it comes to outgoings because you need to have everything completely in place for them to happen um, but I won't go too much more into that yeah Johnson really happy with that I've watched him enough for for Forest like over the last sort of season they've been in the Premier League and I've, he's, he's just one of those players where I, he just, I just look at him and think like I'd really like for us to buy him. Re- exciting young, sort of like talent, and he's just got so much potential that I think can be unlocked under a manager like Ange. Um, so really excited by him. Looks a lot like Delhi as well. I just think it's so funny
1: that you know, just I, I can't help but not think of Delhi Alley when I see Brennan Johnson. He's um, got. He's he, he just seems like such a grounded, uh, uh, level-headed he seemed like such so, a
0: lovely guy as well, and that's they? exactly right. you
1: know Delhi bless him for all the troubles that, that that he's had has never he's never lost that he was never this 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 this, this kind of um, obviously there's all these connotations with certain players that, that that you know they get labelled in a certain way for mm. for certain obvious things and, and you know I, I don't want to go into that conversation at the moment. Um, and with, yeah. uh, with Delhi, the way that his career went, obviously, that made a lot of his critics probably happy because they were they were quick to judge him and quick to say, yeah, well, yeah. he's obsessed with fashion and whatever else. Um, but, um, you know, the maturity level allowed him to achieve what he achieved at Tottenham, which was mm. an incredible rise. Um, yeah, for sure. I got the same buzz about Johnson as well. And I think his abilities... You know, he's, he's something special. And I think it, it ties back into what we were talking about. You know, the flexibility of the front three, whoever's playing in those positions can offer something different, but at the same time, strengthen uh, Postacoglu's football. Um, yeah, for sure. And, um, and, and in terms of your question of, did we get enough
0: done? Probably not. Like, we have to be honest, we probably didn't. I think we're a centre-back short, at least. Um, I think everywhere else, we're pretty well covered. I know that there's obviously... I mean, I was clamoring for it myself. I was literally saying, we've got to sign a striker. But then just the, I think in the either two weeks or in the two weeks since I sort of said that, it was kind of like, when you look at more, when you listen to the manager more and you look at the top people we're being targeted with and you're sort of constantly questioning why are we doing something? Oh, maybe it's because it's actually something that the, that's our intention like we're looking mm. we're not looking at out and out strikers because we want people that can play multiple positions in the front three because that's actually a strategic thing we want to do like because that's what the manager wants it's not because we're looking for a cheaper option I mean 47 and a half million quid for Johnson isn't cheap right so mm. you know I don't think that it, we can be accused of that I think it's just a case that we don't necessarily play with like a almost I think that's probably why someone like Richardson is going to suffer a little bit at times because he is more of like he looks more of like an out and out nine in the way he wants to play, and we probably don't necessarily play with just that. So mm-hmm. we need a bit more. We need players who are dynamic and can be molded into different areas, or or they, they can play in fluid systems. Exactly. So I think that that's I think that that's all fine. I'm not too worried about not getting another forward player in. Um, Center midfield wise, I would almost say that we would possibly needed another one, but only if we sort of like shifted one out Then we definitely did. I think the reality is people wanted us to sign a centre midfielder because they really wanted Hojbjerg to go so that we could get one because they just didn't want Hojbjerg to play for us. They'd rather just see a new face in that as an option, whether that's a Conor Gallagher or, I don't know, he was basically the only one we were linked with in the end, weren't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to move on in January, possibly. It's going to be interesting... Um I don't mind having him on the bench. I know people just absolutely hate him and don't rate him at all and think he's just disruptive. I don't I don't know whether he, he's not disruptive. Ooh, um he's just he's got a guy. No 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 no, Hoybe. Oh, in terms sorry. of sorry, what well, okay, so where I was going with this is that we've kept him. So he's going to be on the bench. Yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. to come on. He's going to come on and do a defensive job in at, you know at certain points as as he did. I'm pretty yeah, sure he more, came than, more than happy for
0: him to do that because so yeah. far the job
1: he's doing is, is good, isn't it? Like it's fine perfectly fine with him doing that. But we job. have better players and we, we need better players than him, which is I think is the thing that everyone agrees upon. And yeah. I'm sure the player wants to move on as well. I don't know quite I don't know quite why he refused to go. Um I think it was about
0: the type of club he was going to. Like going to Fulham from us. Is, is obviously a step down, isn't it? Yeah. Like, obviously, forget the fact that they've not got European football and we haven't. We are just a bigger club than Fulham. So to him, it would have been a step down. Whereas the other options that he was being linked with was like Atletico Madrid, who are in the Champions League. And that would have been a step up for him,
1: obviously. And I think he did yeah. well out there. It's a shame um, that didn't materialise. Yeah, because...
0: well, it's, I go back to what I've been saying. It's like, I'm a not... It's just... It's not our fault that all of Europe is so fucking poor. Like, just stop being poor and have some fucking money to actually buy some of our players then.
1: Like, Dude, it's so I know, frustrating. I know we might, we might have spoken about this, um, or maybe it was in a WhatsApp group, and it's definitely something to come back to at some point in the future. But I think the way the Saudis are... are, like They've ruined are, the game, the Saudis, man.
0: They've ruined the game. I, I think at some
1: point, I, think you, I can't remember who it was who mentioned they're, they're probably going to have a team in the Champions League at some point, And then, you know, it, it's going to get to the point where... Um, just football's just going to fundamentally change, you know. Oh, we, we probably can't talk about that now because there's such. So, you're opening up a whole can of worms. No, no, no. Right? no we're definitely you're talking not. About I'm you wait for fair play and,
0: and and all the rest of it, like with that situation, right? Yeah. Like But I mean, yeah, with Hoybia, it was a shame he did. It was a shame he didn't move on. But if mm. he is going to stay and just carry on doing this job he's doing at the moment, he looks happy enough to be doing it, and he's going to have to be because that's all he's going to get, right? He's a professional. So, he's going to crack on. And that, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 that's... absolutely. I've got no complaints about that. And ultimately, you're not going to get everything done in one window. No. People seem to really want us to do that. And I want us to do that. I want us, obviously, to get everything we want because that's what you strive for. But I just think, I don't expect us, in a, in the first window of a complete rebuild that we're going through, I don't expect us to get absolutely everything. And we are somewhat hamstring, hamstrung by the fact that we had too many players. And for all the people that would sit there and say, well, just don't include them in the squads then. And if you can't sell them, don't sell them or rip up their contracts and stuff. And it's like, well... That's a lot of money to spend. Yeah. And i, I and we got I know people rid of will two. draw comparisons. Well, I know people will draw comparisons with Arsenal when they got rid of like Obama Yang and Urza when they ripped up contracts and that. But yeah. they got they got fucking the piss taken out of them for doing that because they just lost so much money on those duds yeah. in the end, right? And it's like, you know, we didn't we don't I don't think our club wants to operate in that way. But as you say, we did manage to move two on in the end. because um, mm. the Turkish window was still open. So so
1: big Dave and uh, Don Bele have have gone. Although we're we're likely to see Tungai back at some point because he's out on well, loan again. No one, no one. Yeah, but to there's not there is, there is an option to buy on yeah, that one. You've play, play well, they're... Dan. You're relying on him to be to play consistently and to play well. Out yeah, there well, to, I can't. say I have much hope for
0: that. I have to be honest. Like,
1: um, I think at some point his contract will have to be ripped up. So, um, you know, they're both gone. You know, Dave. Uh, Dave. I mean, uh, Sanchez. Need, needs 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 new lease of life he needs to to play football and he needs to he needs to play consistently um and a good luck to him i end on ballet. it's just it will just be interesting to see what happens yeah um sanchez though we we know we
0: were not we know he's not good enough to, for us on a consistent basis but for, but but we you could never question his effort and his attitude, like he always wanted to give his all for Tottenham. He was with us mm. for six years. I so, I was so excited about him when he first turned up because he just slotted straight into the middle of a back three between Jan and Toby. Like he was just sweet. He was just doing dirty work for them and doing the running for them, playing the simple passes. He looked really good when he first turned up. Like his debut was against Dortmund at Wembley in the, in the Champions League, and we won three one, um, I think, or something like that. we we, we won the game. And he just looked so good, um, and he, and unfortunately, he's an, he's another player who's just a victim of like going through manager after manager after manager, right?
1: Yeah, and, and 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 you know, players can get rattled; they can they can they can lose confidence to the point where they just can't reclaim it. And then you know, you you could there's a, there's a discussion to be had again with, with with these type of scenarios. Was he strong enough in his head to 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 kind of overcome the the, the problems of um, the decisions being made by coaches, you know, regardless, there's, there's there's a discussion that's been going on around positions and where, where what he was asked to do. And at the, at the end of the day, he's a professional footballer playing in the Premier League, and he's a centre back, and he should be able to play in any, in any position in any type of formation at the back, and he struggled. So he wasn't as yeah. refined, you know. He was always this kind of raw player when we first signed him, and he didn't quite evolve into what we thought he was going to be. And obviously, we have absolutely drained him and exhausted him of any possibility of that. I thought the way that he was treated, along with Emerson uh, last season, was was dark and grim, and and just and just it kind mm. of showed you how strained and broken a fan base we had become when we were abusing players in, in, in this way and talking of abuse you know one player that hasn't left Eric Dyer is supposedly doesn't want to leave and he's backing himself mm-hmm. to, to get back into the team and and that's probably a discussion for another day to actually see whether he gets a chance to play because Dyer hasn't got the the traits he hasn't got the speed the pace to to play in the Apostacoglu team so I'm not quite sure whether and I like Eric Dyer he's, mm. he's, he's just another player who's lost his identity and. Unfortunately, another player who does not have, who hasn't had the capacity to kind of cope with the, the turmoil on a personal level, and the way the team has just been an absolute mess over the years. So I've got no, you know, ill feelings towards these players, right? Um, especially because they have given a good number of years to the football club. Uh, but sentiment aside, I mean, I hope Dyer does find a new club in in in, in January. Yeah. Same. Um, Look, what we're gonna do, we've done about nearly fifty minutes, we've got loads more to talk about, but we're gonna we're gonna push all of that into the, the Patreon only part of the podcast. So we're gonna talk about director of football, Fabio's cookbook, the games ahead. Um Dan has got an apology to make apparently. I'm looking forward to that. And I I've got a few things to say. I've always got things to say. You know, I'll never stop talking. Um so if you wanna hear uh the the extra um uh, meter of uh that doesn't even make sense does it um <laughs> uh, if you want to hear a bit more uh, content um then go to Spooky purgatory pay it, that's in uh patreon.com i'll get the words out properly at some point soon and um you can listen to the extended version of this episode uh behind a very nice paywall just just do yourself a favor support spooky that's me talking in third person now um So thanks for listening. Uh, Catch you on the next episode. Up the Spurs.